Hi, this is Michael Tipper and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. Now, in the last couple of episodes, I have focused on talking about continuous improvement and I have spent an episode talking about a task I really detest doing it and how I improved my approach to doing that by using the review, uh, reflect and revise process and then how I took that approach or how I take that approach and apply that on a daily basis with the two questions I ask myself at the end of every day is what was great about today and I use that for positive reinforcement and also to make sure I keep doing the same good things and then what could I do differently to make the day even better which is about making changes to things that didn't work quite so well the day before. So that's about continuous improvement and I want to expand today by focusing on the concept of learning from experience. Now I've spent the last eight years working in the nuclear industry, both embedded in one of the major nuclear providers in the uh, country and also working with a number of other nuclear organizations over the last few years. And they have a concept called OPEX, which is operational experience. And it is one of the reasons why safety or one of the ways that safety becomes the number one priority for people working in that industry. What they do on a regular basis when something goes wrong, they raise what's called a CR, a condition report. And actually, even when something goes right, they raise a condition report as well. So when there is something that they believe is worthy of note and capturing for future reference, they raise a CR and it goes into their operational experience uh, system. So let's say there's someone working on a particular valve in a particular plant and there is a problem with it, they're not quite sure what it is, they will go to their operational experience system, the database, they'll put in the details and see what other people have done if they've had that experience. And that is how they're able to transfer that knowledge across their industry. So it's a very powerful approach. Now the nuclear industry isn't the only industry that has a strong bias for continuous improvement and learning from experience. The aviation industry, they're probably the people who started it uh, first and the safety record in the aviation industry is is second to none. And some of uh, you may you may be you may remember the story of Sully Sullenberger uh, the film recently, uh, I say recently, three years ago, that Tom Cruise, uh, not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks starred as the captain of the Airbus A320, who was flying his uh, aeroplane. And uh, shortly after takeoff, there was a bird strike that took out the thrust capability of both engines. So he had to land, and the only place he could land was on the, on the Hudson River. And that story went sort of viral around the world, and he was... Um, he was uh, praised by the president, uh, as were all his crew, because it was a team effort. Um, but the question to ask is how was he able to do that? Well, first of all, he's an outstanding pilot, and at the time he had over 20,000 hours of flying experience. But it wasn't just his flying experience that got him down. It was his knowledge of what has happened in other similar situations. Because as well as being a pilot, he was in the US Air Force. Uh, he, was, he had uh, accident investigation duties. Um, as an airline pilot, he was the local air safety chairman for the Airline Pilots Association. He knew the OPEX inside out because he was reading it on a regular basis. So as well as flying and doing all the training, he was constantly keeping up to date with 
what was going on and things that had happened in other aircraft that he was flying, similar to the ones that he was flying. So he had a database in his mind of things that he could call on. And that saved the, the plane, it saved all the passengers on that plane. So learning from experience is really important. Now, those are quite extreme examples, the nuclear industry and the aviation industry, where the concept of something going wrong can be catastrophic. I want to bring the principles back down to a, a much more trivial level and share something about my own operational experience that happened just a couple of days ago. And I want to do that just to illustrate the principle because I think it's something that we should all be aware of in the work that we do, not only for, from a safety perspective, if that's the line of work you're in, but also from a time-saving perspective. So let me explain. So when I am recording my podcast, uh, specifically when I'm recording interviews, I use Skype and I use my Mac, and in order to create um, broadcast quality audio, I have uh, quite an expensive Rode mic. Uh, and if, you're in, if you've got any interest in sound equipment, you know that's quite a good microphone to have. And I interface into my Mac through um, a Line 6 UX2 audio interface. Now, the details don't really matter, but basically, in order to make that work, there's a few drivers and software on the Mac that need to be in place for that to happen. So when I am working and doing a Skype call, I set up the microphone, extend it so it's in front of me on the Mac, I turn on the Line 6, connect it up, and then uh, open up the software, get it ready, and then when I'm ready to go with Skype, make sure I've got that mic selected, and off I go. It's a two-minute job for setting up. So the other day, I was due to have a teleconference call where I was going to uh, make a recording, and so I set up the... I set up the microphone, got in there, and I, I, when I clicked on the software, it came up with an error message, device not authorized, and it wouldn't work. Now, um, what did I do? Well, on the 25th of September in 2015, that's three and a half years ago, exactly the same thing happened. I got the error message, I thought, oh no, what do I do? Only that time, um, I spent two and a half hours trying to get the damn thing to work, going to websites, checking documentation, working out what the issue is, logging on, re-logging on, reauthorizing, and it took me about two and a half hours. And I know it was the 25th of September 2015 because I captured the process I went through on that day, took screenshots, took instructions as I was solving the problem at the time to work out what the solution was and got it working. When this happened a couple of days ago, because I knew I did that, I just went into Evernote, did a quick search on Line 6 UX2 error message, because that's what I was getting. Up came this document, and the reason I know it's the 25th of September 2015, because that's when the, the note was created in Evernote. Quickly read it, saw what I had to do, and in two minutes I had my system back up and running, and I was ready to go. Now, I've had to do that twice since the 25th of September 2015, and each time it's only taken me two minutes. Now, the key thing here is that it only took me two minutes. Had I not bothered capturing my LFE, my learning from experience, the operational experience I had at that time, had I not captured that, I would have had to go through the whole process of trying to find out how to do it again. 
it might have been slightly quicker this time, but because it's like three years, three and a half years since I did it, it's, it's more or less starting again. So it probably would have taken me two and a half hours. But not only that, the time loss. I can remember at the time being very frustrated. In fact, in the in the error uh, in the um, in the Evernote message, I've got the um, uh, I, I use the word grrr a lot as I'm expressing my frustration. So I discovered and solved the problem once I captured it, and now I have a reference point where I can go back and I can find the answer to that question because it's likely it's going to happen again. And it seems that the software setup I've got about every six months or so. Six months to a six months to a year, it goes this process. Uh, I think it's their way of making sure that people aren't um, using their software unauthorized, um, and by doing the authorization, it means it's a legitimate copy. That's why I think they do it. So that's uh, the principle. I'll just reiterate again what I've done is where I found a problem and I need to put effort in to solve the problem. I captured how I solved that problem into a system that I could easily find it again. By doing that, although at the time it might have only taken me, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half to solve it, I had to put an extra 30 minutes in to capture the, the detail sufficiently so that I, or someone else even, and that's probably the good measure to have, is to be able to write it down so someone else could come and do it. Not necessarily that someone else is going to come and do it, but when you come back to read those notes, you're effectively someone else. Okay, And so it has to be clear enough for you to go through those. So um, by doing that, I was able to save time and more importantly, not get into an emotional funk because of it. Life can be stressful as it is. We don't live in a perfect world, but if we can smooth it in any way, shape or form, I think that's a good thing. So that's today's episode. Strongly recommend you explore uh, capturing your own learning experience because it can be, in Sully's case, it was a lifesaver. For you, it might just be a time and stress saver. So until tomorrow.